So I described this morning is a um, process of called viveka, disengagement or stepping back, whereby there's a kind of, in visual terms, is that if you like, there's a certain space around an object, you know, a space that's not you know, resisting it, but not participating in it. And if we use a visual language, it could be the silence around the sounds, use the auditory channel. It could also be the sensitivity around whatever is felt. And this is the embodiment channel. The sensitivity to what is felt, not not the feeling itself, but being with the feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is some, somewhat, anyway. So this particularly with um, certain advantages of this and, and, and challenges, of course, because with the visual sense, one can feel pretty much, oh yeah, that's there. I'm definitely apart from that. Pretty, pretty, in fact, visual sense, you can't do much, you can't feel anything. So that's relatively cool. Auditory, again, you're definitely separate from what you, you hear. Bodily sense, not so much. You're very, you're a bit more in it because of feeling. But this makes it a very accurate, um, barometer to, to mental formations. It's a very accurate readout on mental formations. Clearly the body has its own life, its sensations and things that are afflicting the skin or the tissues or the muscles, health and so forth. But also in terms of its energetic or its nervous energy, it's very much associated with mental formations. So as you say, we get the butterflies in the stomach fluttering when we're nervous. We can feel hackles rising when we're a bit irritated, we can feel sort of seizing up solid when we're threatened, or feeling extremely small and crumpled, um, sinking down. You know, these are quite common experiences where they're, they're felt in a bodily sense. Shoulders slump. <laughs> you know, or you, you feel yourself lifting. And physically nothing, perhaps nothing much happens physically, but in terms of Bodily energy is definitely a big shift. And those shifts are absolutely accurate readout of what the mind is doing. In fact, I would venture to say they are why the mind is doing things. They come first, the mental stuff comes second. But it doesn't really matter. Um, but it gives you an accurate readout of what's going on. And also it gives you a way of discharging what's going on. Because it's very difficult to get perspective. You can get perspective of mind broadly, broad perspective. Thoughts come and go, but specifically, what is actually getting into you now? The specific details of karmic effects, not just the arises and passes, but that was a sense of fear, that was guilt, that was passion, that was, you know. Something like that, you know, really, and some of these subtler qualities, because of course the mind has a huge censoring system. You know, blocks, edits, censors, and it runs off the next thought, 
rather than really dwell upon and get the feeling of where I was coming from. So it is quite possible for you to feel quite churned up and irritated and not actually know it. You know, and this, of course, when you're looking at it from the outside, it's obvious, but the person is just, I'm just being clear, I'm just telling you how it's at, you know. With my eyes are bulging out of my head, but I'm just being clear. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, you know, the, it's, it's not always so easy. And uh, the subtler things, because of the censoring, shaming, fearing qualities that go on about, you didn't really feel that. Don't, that's silly, you didn't feel it. So you did, that happens quite a bit. And the mind can jump on the next thing and not notice what was happening in terms of the mood. Defensive, so we rush on to the next thing. You know, no, don't be defensive. Why? What's happening? Or what is that? Now, if we come to the body, there's a real honesty there. Yeah, defensive. Uh huh. Can I, what's, where's that? Sense of rising, huddling, bristling, hardening. Is that needed? What's happening? And is it possible to check that out and you know, breathe out, relax it? As you get more in tune with that system, you, 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 you do, you learn how you can just unplug the charge by generally by widening your awareness to include your whole body because only certain parts of your body get activated. Like you never really have angry feet or guilty knees. So, you know, if you're getting this sweeping in your chest or your face, you know what I mean? All right. Uh, breathing out, spreading your awareness down through the entire form till you come to the place where that emotional effect isn't happening. All right. You're touching ground, coming down a bit. All right, here I am. By and large, you know, the mental effects take us into limited areas of the body. So the whole body, and it's not the sensations, although naturally that's going to come in as well, physical sensations, but we're looking at it primarily as a way to get some referencing, not just to the fact of mental contact, specific qualities. And this is very important because that's where karma is. That is that's where what we do comes from that place. Whether we know it or not. And that's that's the message of karma. You may not know it, but you may still be doing it. And that means, you know, like the Buddha said, if you hold a red or cannibal and you don't know it, you're still going to get burnt. <laughs> you know. So if you're acting, you want to know quick. Yeah? Because you're setting down habits, establishing habits. So, you read it, here, check, what's going on? This appropriate, necessary, helpful. And then also, past karma. That is what's, how I've been, how my, how I've been set, how my sensitivities have been set, by either by my own actions or the actions of others, either by the environment I'm in, or by what I've done. So, what my inheritance, you could say. So if one is, uh, you know, so kind of nervy, or a tendency towards uh, 
compulsive actions, reactions and compulsive actions of various kinds, which we all probably aware of and been a bit disappointed by. Yeah. Yeah. Reactions to feel frightened or to feel urgent or to feel threatened or something. What's going? Stop it. <laughs> you know, so you get to sense those of that quality when you come into an embodiment and you're going to check. And the simple check is you're safe, comfortable, easeful, restful. So that's what we want to look at that as the ground state. And if it's not there, you want to know it. Because if it's not there, surely you will be, your actions will proceed from that basis. The fundamental set of your embodiment is going to give, is acts as the foundation for your perceptions, interpretations of yourself and others are established upon that fundamental set. So if your, if that fundamental set is affected by anxiety, you will notice things that feel, make you anxious. Uh, you will act constantly planning and trying to figure things out. If your mind, if it's set upon a depressive state, depressive, flat state, you will always see the, the saddening side of life. You will feel a tendency to feel a bit lonely and hopeless. And there's nothing you can do that'll ever get you out of that. As long as that foundation remains. It's called the substrate, upadi in Pali. The substrate. And this is a, this is a stern message. Yeah? Because it's not as if, you know, it's your fault, but it's certainly your responsibility because if that substrate is not handled, that will act as the foundation for the, for <laughs> as long as you, as long as it, as long as it's there. You'll continue to act from that basis. And the Buddha says, not just this life, but onwards. <laughs> you know, until it's gone. That's a pretty, Stern teaching, isn't it? But I'm sure it's being presented like, get to work on this one, you know. <laughs> this is, the, don't worry about the little fiddly thought stuff, just look at the basis. You have a few foolish thoughts, yeah. But the main thing is, where are you coming from? You know, your, your, your ground, your foundation. We'll deal with the details later. Yeah. Because much of our thought process is, in a way, a reaction to our foundation. Much of our personality is a a reaction to that. So the person is always trying to feel confident. It's probably not very confident. (laughs) They have to keep doing something to make it so. And so on. And your fellow is always... It got on my nerves, this guy is so kind of... Always cheerful and depressive, actually. But he's always set, his personality set as a counteraction to the, the foundational setting. So it's something we, you know, just to know for oneself. And sometimes you don't know because it's so set that, well, this is normal. Yeah. And you, your mind will perceive the perceptions that fit that. 
you know, because it's, that's the lens it's looking at life through, and it will it will start to assemble realities that will match where you're coming from. That's karma. That's that's the inheritance. Now it's not necessarily because what of something you've particularly done, you can feel guilty or a mess, neurotic. But it can be, uh, as the Buddha says, either through one's own actions or through the actions of others. So if you've been in an environment that's extremely unsafe or threatening or not particularly gracious or loving, then we'll probably have an anxiety set. Because you absorb it. You start to form within an environment. Now that's obviously not great news, but the beauty of it is if we learn to establish an environment for us, you know, that, that counteracts that, an environment of safety, trust, welcoming, and sit in that, and just hold presence in that, that will begin to wash away some of this, this substrate. Uh, of course, this is fairly deep stuff because sort of we get mesmerized just by this crackle, the white noise on the top of the mind, and say it's not terribly important. It's of some importance. You don't want to follow it, but the most important thing is you've got to navigate through that. And this is what your body will, will do, your body intelligence will do. Your sense of presence because you'll sit and you wonder, why am I so, you know, there's a lot of busyness here. And it doesn't seem to be that busy. <laughs> What's going on? You feel nervous, tension in the belly, the chest, the face. You don't have to have a verbal explanation. And then in front of me is open, spacious, beneath me is settled, behind me is resolute, calm, around me, whatever more space, whatever is conducive to that. So, and naturally, the programming will begin to jar against that. You can't see they're doing nothing. You should be... Okay, that's, there's the challenge, isn't it? And you just keep <coughs> coming to how that's kind of throwing you up into your head or your face, or into a particular pattern, and come back to the whole presence sitting here. This is called, one is aware, mindfully, and with clear comprehension to the extent to know there is a body. So it's so simple, but it's extremely profound, because most of us don't know there, there is just, just this. Most of us know there's a pain in my knee. Yeah. Uh, there is a mood in my mind. We don't really know that or abide in that. That's the <coughs> the basis to clear. And we can cultivate this, we can now this is an important thing. So to reiterate, the body awareness acts as both something you can use to when my mind is obsessive, strong, caught up with something what's here in terms of feel feel where you are and that will take you into the into the sense of body in a fundamental sense listen to where you are take you into the auditory feel it how you how those thoughts feel to you can take you into 
some embodied domain. And then just notice how is it how is that? Anything come to mind in terms of being having a body? Maybe you feel a strong warmth in your chest. Or you know, trickles and runs down your sides or something. And then breathing in, breathing out, suffusing the entire form with just that calming presence, space around me. And you're learning to that way just to come to a, a way of discharging mental, emotional energy. And you do that, you begin to be able to name what that was about. And so you get clearer about particular impulses that your mind is prone to. It's specific profile. You can also check those impulses. It's coming down into your feet, checking those impulses. And clearing the substrate, the foundation, and finally, you know, embodiment acts as a very, because it's true. You can speak your truth from that. And your truth, real truth, has got an embodied quality to it. That is when you're really true and certain, you feel that's that. You say you feel it in your gut, colloquially speaking. I don't think it's your gut particularly, though there's a lot of nerves there. But there's something about the quality of speaking for your embodied truth, or acting for your embodied truth. And you think, you say, no, don't want that. Okay? Doesn't want it. <laughs> you know? And no, it's not standing that. Right? She's not standing it. Okay. Got it. You know, there's a, there's a tremendous strength and, and uh, authenticity when actually you get the feeling of your, where your, your, your truth, whether it's your warmth, your firmness, and it's felt from embodied sense and you speak from that. Doesn't matter what words you use actually. Be very simple words, but the quality of the embodied truth is is powerful, and you don't have to have a fancy set of arguments. There's something it's called the you know the Buddha called it the lion's roar. You know, speaking from that that quality, it's not just one dimensional. And it's something to bear in mind: the power. I don't say power in a, in a kind of brutal way, but the it stands. And in a time when so much lying, so much gibberish goes on, it's like, you know, the, the amount of truth in it is 5%, 3% minimal. <laughs> you know, we, we get used to this level of Gibberish as being speech. <laughs> you hear it, you read it, 
going on around you, and it, it sort of becomes becomes the way we say things. So really, you know, again, the beauty of a silent retreat. Check the voices, and some, you know, to be able to say one's truth, not necessarily even out loud, but this is what I am. And something knows. So it's also the mark of realization. Is an embodied quality to it. So this is why um, it's worth spending the time cultivating. Of course, it's challenging because uh, we come into the embodiment experience, which has got all inherited karma with its imbalances and blocks and inconsistencies, but. The, in my, my sense of it, the reality of it, well, yeah, but that's what you have to clear. If you really want to hurry up, that's what you've got to clear. So, and there's a way. And it's much more than just the remedy. It's, uh, a, you know, just, it's not just clearing, it's also giving yourself back your truth. The authenticity, living it. This is priceless. <laughs>